may be seated for the gospel interpretation.
I want to start off by saying thank you for allowing the youth to have two services per year and to have the opportunity to express our faith here. My name is Reed Freeman, and for those of you who do not know me, I'm 17 years old, and I'm a senior at Mount Brook High School. I've been going to this church for my entire life. For the longest time, my family and I were strictly Sunday morning church attenders. At 8 o'clock, I would be awakened by my parents, and by about 8.55-ish, my entire family and I would be in one of those middle pews on the right side, waiting for church to start. One of my earliest memories as a kid on these Sunday mornings include me and my friend asking my parents if we could go to the restroom, and instead going into what used to be the parish hall back there, and they used to have breakfast set up every morning, and uh, we had the great idea of putting bacon into our pockets for a little mid-service snack. And so my mother was one of the first people to notice when we were pulling bacon out of our khaki pants, and she quickly got onto us. Um, my experiences with the youth program, however, they didn't start until much, much later. I didn't go to Wednesday night or even Sunday night youth meetings until about seventh or eighth grade. And I didn't start going with as much frequency as I do now until about two years ago. What led me to becoming more involved with the youth, though, was my first real Cam McDowell experience in ninth grade. A mix between a busy soccer schedule and a bad experience with summer camp culminated in me putting off attending Cam McDowell, or any summer camp for that matter. My friends had been asking me for the past couple of years to go, so I finally decided to give it another shot. And one of the most vivid memories I have is when we all gathered in the chapel after a long day and we performed our last Compline service. I remember looking around and just seeing people cry throughout the chapel as we all sang Irish Blessing. At the time, I was a little confused because, I mean, we would see each other next year. I didn't realize the magnitude of that experience or how it would lead to changing my perception on the church. Because at an age in which most kids are self-conscious about fitting in or they're preparing for their first experience at high school, Cam McDowell was a well-needed time to think over a big step in life. Camp was an escape. There was no phone. There was no social pressure. There was no school. It was an area where us teenagers were able to put aside our chaotic life for a week and just take the time to enjoy the Lord's creation. The next day, we were all returning to our regular lives, and the peace found at camp would be hard to come by. I think that the gospel today is a good representation of what I witnessed at camp. You have two criminals being crucified with Jesus, one on either side. Now, I don't need to say much on this, but being crucified is neither a quick nor a painless death. And in fact, it's a notoriously excruciating way to die. In the midst of all the pain and on the verge of death, you have a criminal defend the Lord and ask for forgiveness. The criminal is able to push to the side all of the pain and suffering of the last tumultuous moments of his life and find peace in the Lord. Jesus does not rebuke him, nor does he castigate him for his previous sins. God shows mercy. He calms his chaotic life. The criminal who asks for God's mercy no longer needs to worry about his worldly punishment. He is at peace because he accepted the Lord, and likewise the Lord accepted him. People find God's presence everywhere. Some find it in nature, others find it in those they interact with, but I find it at this church. Whether it's a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night, 
Once I step inside the church, the pressures of the outside world disappear. I'm no longer worried about an English paper, a math test, or college applications. I'm instead surrounded by prayer, a congregation, and a youth group that facilitates a connection with God, and thus the establishment of peace. It is, which, it is this which keeps me coming back week after week and helps me maintain my faith in the Lord. Next year, I will be in college, hopefully, and St. Stephen's and its congregation and community will be far away. But what I have been able to take away is that whether you are young or old, life will be chaotic at times. Things may not always go your way, and you might not always make the right decision. But what is important is that within God, order and peace will always be found to those who seek it. Amen. Good morning. Happy Youth Sunday. My name is Mark Waller, and I'm a senior at Mount Brook High School. Go Spartans. I've been attending St. Stephen's for the entirety of my ever-so-average life. I went to preschool here. I was baptized here. I attended church here, went to the pre-Club 56 youth group, Club 56 itself, and now our main youth group since seventh grade up until present day. But don't be fooled, my mother still instilled at least a seed of Catholic guilt in me, regardless of my Episcopalian upbringing. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> this youth group has meant so much to me over the years. Even if I'm in for a rough week, I know I can look forward to Wednesday and Sunday nights. St. Stephen's really has bestowed upon me a collection of lifelong friendships. To me, friendships are inexplicably stronger when grounded in Christ, and these bonds are abundant in the youth group here. We're loud, we're vibrant, and we're colorful, which is why I applaud whomever approved the youth to interpret a gospel reading of such nature today. Questioning faith in the face of an inevitably brutal death on the cross, that is perfect for the youth. I'm sure they'll come up with a reasonable explanation and a wonderfully appropriate skit. But truly, I think I speak on behalf of all the youth saying this, but I really do appreciate the stock this church takes in our youth group. I think it's really special. The gospel today is, oddly enough, a very relatable one, especially for us young people. We see that as Jesus was crucified, two other prisoners hung with him. While the Romans mocked Jesus, one prisoner falls into ridiculing him, while the other speaks independently and with trust in Jesus. The second prisoner ignores the opinions of the crowd and exhibits patience, understanding, and faith. The second prisoner is far from perfect, but is obviously shown as a righteous figure when all is said and done, a perfectly achievable goal for us. We often think of Jesus as an example, and while I do not refute that, Scripture conveys a multitude of mundane figures that are virtuous because of their faith, not evil because of their sin. I think a lot of us in junior high and high school struggle with the idea of perfection. We tend to believe that making mistakes is detrimental, while Scripture says otherwise. Teenagers forget that mercy exists, and we struggle to embrace our imperfections like the second prisoner did. Self-acceptance is a great tenet of Christianity, and EYC fosters that type of independence by building faith and individuality. That can come out in the clothes we wear, how we treat our peers, or how we approach religion as a whole. But we're still kids, and we still got to do stupid, fun, and dumb things, of course. Jesus faced his darkest moments on the cross, and I hope I don't alarm you when I say I face my lowest points here at St. Stephen's. If y'all aren't familiar with the green spinning bowl on the playground outside, I advise that you keep it that way. <laughs> 
Essentially, it's this little green bowl that you can sit in, and it's placed on a tilted axis with reduced friction, so that once you start spinning, you, you don't stop. You can pump your legs to a swing, or to spin, kind of like on a swing, or you can shift into hyperspeed with a few pushes. It was the EYC lock-in a few months ago, and around 3 a.m. in our late-night-induced craze, we made our way over to the bowl. Well, and you probably know where I'm going with this, when I got in and began to spin, my dear friend Jeb decided to push me more than a few times. As my rotational speed increased exponentially, my vision morphed into a series of white lines and shapeless objects. It's quite the ride. After quite a while, the spinning ceased and I got up and immediately the ground seemed to come, at me, come up at me magically and meet the side of my face more so than I actually fell. It was very odd. I really recommend that you don't do that. Weird to say, but come a few months, I'll really miss that bull. Not really the bull, but EYC in general. And I'll miss the games of grog, the ski trips, the morning Bible studies, the weekly EYC, and especially the Monstars. Speaking of, the first game is December 3rd at Mount Brook Baptist, come out and support. Go Monstars. Anyways, as I've grown up and begun to develop questions about faith, this church has always been here to answer them. Just as much as I've learned about the faith, I've learned to be myself here. We are always told to follow the example of Jesus, but Lord knows we cannot be perfect. So I urge you to be like the second prisoner. Accept your faults, but trust your faith. Imperfection is a reality. It should never obstruct our faith. I know the youth group has always been welcoming of every perfectly imperfect, anxious teenager to walk in the room. And I'll be excited to go forth and spread that same love. So thank you to all the wonderful youth leaders I've had, Sipo, Tyree, and Amelia, for creating an environment where I can escape the pursuit of perfection and just be myself. In the end, through all the theology, Christianity boils down to loving one another, and I've always felt loved here. Amen.